1: Hey parents, we're glad to have you with us again for The Wonder of Parenting, A Brain Science Approach to Parenting. My name is Tim Wright, and today we have a special guest with us, and we are michael uh, Michael and I worked for about 40 minutes to work on some tech issues that um, he was having. We couldn't resolve them, so it's just gonna be me, but thankfully we have a special guest with us today. And uh, Dr. Greg Jantz, is uh, really an important person to our podcast because his organization, uh, The Center, A Place of Hope, is one of our sponsors, or the sponsor, actually, for our podcast. And Greg, we are so glad to have you with us today.
0: Well, good to be with you, and I'm glad this worked out, so absolutely. So Greg, uh, before we dive into our topic for today, tell us a little bit
1: about the work that you're doing up there in the Seattle area.
0: Well, we are now just entering our 36th year. Wow, that means we've been showing up, or I've been showing up most days, for the last thirty-six years, uh, at the center of Place of Hope, and we're unique in that we do what we call our whole-person model, and uh, we actually build uh, teams, uh, like the from the counselor psychiatry to uh, maybe it's uh, dietitians. Uh, we build teams for our clients, and uh, we're we're a program that's really called a partial hospital and uh, where folks come from all over the country to work with us Uh, primarily we see depression and anxiety um, and we'll see eating disorders and a lot of times there'll be addictions in the uh, picture as well Uh, but uh, we really believe in a more personalized whole person model so to speak
1: well we sure appreciate you being with us today and your sponsorship of course of the wonder of parenting it means a lot to us and to all of our listeners and uh, i do want to encourage you listeners to uh, head on over to wonder of com. and there's a link to a place of hope and if you ever need any kind of help that's a good place to start and greg has written a ton of books you write what one
0: two three books a year (laughs) well it's over time um Let's see. I think we're on number
1: 37. Oh, man. So about a book a year.
0: A book a year is kind of what it's been.
1: So we're going to, I know that your organization is uh, one of the top 10 clinics in the country for depression. And uh, I want to talk with you today about that topic as it uh, affects our children. And just a quick story. We're, we're going to get my son on at some point to try to talk about his story. And he's so busy. We haven't done it yet, but essentially just a, a thumb scale uh, review of it. He, he came to us, uh, he was probably 9, 10, 11, something like that, and had written a note that was almost suicidal. And that was when we put all the pieces together and realized that him hiding out in the cave, not wanting to go to school, always tired, that there was really something seriously wrong with him. And uh, so we finally took him to a psychologist. He put him on a medication for depression, and uh, he had a terrible reaction to that. It took three different tries until he finally got on a depression med that worked. And uh, now he's uh, you know, functioning adult. He doesn't have issues with depression anymore. He's off his medications. Uh, but depression is one of those really, really tricky things, for, particularly for parents to try to navigate with their children. So let's start, first of all, Greg, by defining some different types of depression. I know there's clinical depression, there's circumstantial depression. What are the varying degrees of depression that you work with?
0: Well, and I think we could look at depression uh, on a continuum. There's a mild depression, and as we move down the continuum, uh, maybe it takes on, if you will, different flavors. There's certainly at times a seasonal uh, depression, and people may uh notice at different times of the year, man, I'm struggling, I can't seem to shake this off. Uh, and then there's those, uh, use the word uh, clinical depression, who may be really uh, suffering in this uh, stronghold of depression that doesn't seem to go away and it's always there. And then there's different degrees or, or depths of that. There's a, a, a deeper depression, uh, where we may feel a real hopelessness and a real despair that's kind of a dangerous red zone, that despair, because we don't see any options uh, for our life or for living. And, and we that's when people start thinking, well, it'd be better off if I just wasn't here. And, and it's because we don't see any hope for the future. All we feel is that present day uh, despair. There's other types of depression, Tim. There's a Bipolar. Um, uh, sometimes the, it seems that um, that's a popular term these days. But uh, a person that maybe seems uh, very hyper for you know days on end, and then they crash, and they just seem to be real up and down. And there's a lot of reasons. Uh, the World Health Organization tells us that uh, year 2020. Now that's that's next year. That depression will be the number one called a disease. In the world, but actually what happened was earlier in 2019, earlier this year, uh, the World Health Organization sent out a press release that now said that depression is the number one, they called it a disability, Huh. the number one disability in the world. So we're just not talking about uh, a problem that's uh, just with adults. We're talking about a problem that's with our youth and our kids and our family and it's a worldwide, I mean, think about it, a worldwide issue, this is the number one disability. That's above heart disease, above cancer, so that's significant.
1: So what are some of the causes of depression?
0: Well, and you mentioned it so nicely, Or there's a situational, you know, growing up with kids, or maybe you have a teen or a preteen in your home, and uh, you, you felt like you knew them, and, and everything seemed normal, but then uh, one day everything started to change and and they start to go through a transition and i think sometimes for a parent it can be confusing like oh, is this normal uh how long is this going to last when when should i be concerned so um there's normal periods that that maybe our kids will go through um and they're just that they're it's a period it has a, a beginning and it has an end And we grow through these episodes Um, with kids, you know, maybe it's something that happened at school. could be a a bully behavior, cyber bully behavior, uh, or, uh, you know, kids have really two questions they're asking themselves. Uh, One of the questions is, you know, of course, who am I? I mean, you're you're 13, 16 years old, and you're asking, um, who am I and where do I fit in? And those are two very significant questions that kids are kind of asking themselves. Well, if I don't fit in anywhere or it doesn't feel like I do, then maybe I'll become depressed uh, or anxious. So a lot of different reasons for this.
1: But there's also something for some people anyway. There's chemistry in the brain that isn't quite working yes,
0: right. absolutely. There can be things that happen where... Um, Uh, The brain chemistry may be altered. There could be even uh, nutrient deficiencies. So there's a physiological reason. There's something going on inside the body, and the body's response to that is a physical depression. And, and is that uh
1: dopamine is it serotonin what are the chemicals that aren't quite firing correctly?
0: Well, it could be you know we all heard of the serotonin which has a lot to do with sleep and our mood and dopamine being more of a the pleasure chemical um, and we do know that uh, those brain chemicals are really important we know for kids too the um, hormonal imbalance um uh, from females, progesterone, estrogen, uh, of course, testosterone. Um, there's periods where there could be some hormonal issues that is a part of that as well.
1: So when when parents are looking at their children, um, what are some signs that they should look for that their children are depressed or moving into depression?
0: Sure. And this is where we need to be really careful. Um, of course, as parents... Um, you know, we're observing every move our kids make a lot of times, and uh, it, we may be quick uh, to make judgments. So uh, look at it, uh, you know, a little bit over time. Is is my uh, kid, my child, are they having some, maybe it's academic struggles or even academic failures? Um, do we see them isolating? That's another real big cue. Uh, do they just want to put those earbuds, buds in their ears and isolate and um, hang out in their room and don't come out, are they just detaching from, maybe it's a peer group that they have had uh, connection to before and now that they're not even wanting to be around any friends. So, those would be just a few of the maybe warning signs. There could be some drug or alcohol uh, issues or experimentation. I think, too, we need to go what's going on in the uh, cyber world for our kids, uh, what's happening there.
1: Lucky Land Casino
0: asking people what's the weirdest
1: place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. Computer Solitaire,
1: huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, so when I think about my son and um, the issues that we had with him. Uh, we, we, I think we missed the signs. We knew something wasn't quite right. He was doing a lot of the things that you're talking about. Uh, he would isolate in his bedroom and just play video games. Uh, he was doing sure. okay in school, so that wasn't an issue, but he never had homework, and part of his problem was he was a really smart kid and wasn't yeah. really challenged in school. Um, one of the things that we learned later on as we started dealing with his depression was he wasn't sleeping at night and he would sit in his closet till 3, 4 in the morning playing video games, and it was no wonder we could never wake him up in the morning for school. Um, yeah. So we, I feel like we missed the signs, and and the big one for us was when he wrote us a little letter that basically said, I'm really in trouble here. And so we needed to go the route of, of getting medication, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Sure. But how does a parent know when this is sort of a uh, situational depression or when it's something where we need to get some help
0: you know and this is a really good question and a question that every parent wants an answer to um i i'm gonna say when you notice that um you know if if a month's passed and you you're, you're seeing more of a downward spiral and you're beginning to see other things and maybe there's um Uh, pattern of of lying or uh, I I had a mom not long ago who said you know I found some diet pills uh, uh, in my daughter's room should I be concerned well that alone with some other or that with some other issues that were going on of course the answer was yes Um, so let's be observant I think too there's a there's a balance where um, we want to be respectful and our kids need to we're always building trust and because our kids are going to be hyper hyper sensitive if they if things aren't going well and you say hey how's it going uh, fine <laughs> you know um, we need to remember that we're gonna to have to dig a little little deeper but also understand uh, that they may be very hypersensitive to what may feel like parental judgment
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, And, and of course, uh, all all kids are different. Uh, One of the things that Michael and I talk a lot about are the way that boys verbalize or lack thereof, and girls. So part of it for me, watching my son, was he wasn't highly verbal with us. uh, And I just kind of assumed a little bit that's just the phase of life he's going through. But looking back, I saw the signs. And, And what we want to do today, of course, is we want to help our parents not miss those signs. So I know that when you work with depression, uh, you have a very holistic approach, and part of that is diet. So let's talk a little bit about diet and its impact on the psyche of our kids, maybe depression. Are there foods that are good for treating depression, foods that you want to avoid? What What about the diet can be helpful?
0: You know, and that's something we do always look at, and you go, well, if it's a teenager, their diet's probably not that great. and. You know, it, it may not be, but um, what are they doing more of nutritionally that may be um, hindering them? You know, it's it's the kid. Uh, I remember not long ago, who um, I believe he was seventeen, and he came to us, and he came to us with a little case of the um, stimulant drinks. Uh, the best way I can say it, uh, stimulant drinks. He came with a case of those, and and that's basically. His, he didn't really drink water, and his beverage of choice was uh, high, high levels of caffeine with high levels of sugar. And so it was, if you will, amplifying all his uh, negative uh, moods and negative feelings. So I always look at what could they be doing that's contributing and making the symptoms even worse. Uh, as you look at... Uh, enormously high caffeine or sugar levels, for example, or the kid that um, never has um, uh, breakfast and at times they may, you know, not eat till later in the day and then they end up kind of binge eating. So what's their patterns and how long have these patterns been going on?
1: Now, you also mentioned um, alcohol use, for example, and uh, sort of the whole self-medicating and uh, what are some of the things that we, we want to be observant of when it comes to that? How how can we sort of detect if our kids are self-medicating?
0: Well, the self-medicating, we're going to see probably some mood changes. Um, a kid may become even more reactionary, uh, easily, easily agitated. Uh, we may find more secrecy. And with the secrecy, we may find some lying uh, deception. Um, you know, a kid may be deceptive already, but you're going to see, uh, more of that. Um, may see some stealing money may disappear around the home. So we're going to see behaviors that we probably haven't normally seen. So those are all, we just start adding up the points. to go, wow. Okay. Uh, this is the second time this week. Some money's disappeared around here. Um, and you begin to see uh you know that's the kid who always honored uh maybe a, a curfew time that now um you don't know where they are and, you know so things uh points begin to add up we have a problem here and i, I do i do believe most parents uh, need to trust their intuition that there's something going on you may not right. know what it is um but trust yourself
1: yeah that's such good advice um, um so I, I want to uh, move a little bit then into to medicate or not to medicate, which is a big issue, particularly if your children are a little younger. Um, but, but I want to clarify again, maybe a, a way of talking about this, uh, the, sort of the difference again, just to get clear before we talk about medication, between say situational sadness and depression that's going to need medication and or therapy.
0: You know, uh, we have, uh, in our case, psychiatrists um, and uh, nurse uh, practitioners who uh, really specialize in, in this. I can tell you what we see is uh, there's times where medication can be f- extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't want to just see that as the only thing that we do. Right. And I think that's where sometimes um, families may be disappointed. Well, you know, we're, we're taking this antidepressant uh and and you know we're not getting all the results we want well it may be really helpful to get us over that bridge when there's some that troubled water but we do want to make sure um that we're we're covering all the bases so that's that's my main concern if if we just think there is one magic pill that's going to do everything well no can it be really helpful yes Um, But also we need to think about developmentally, what's appropriate, Yeah. Uh, you know, what's the brain chemistry, brain science show. Do we already have a a brain with some, uh, maybe some significant issues uh, and we start to complicate things by uh, not having a real expert helping us with the medication?
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I know like for my son, we took him into a, a counselor that we really trusted and he did some talk therapy with him for quite a few weeks before he said, I think he needs to see a psychologist or I mean a psychiatrist and, uh, and get a medication. He said, we've gone about as far as we can go, uh, without him getting some sort of help, uh, m- medically speaking. So, yes. um, do you have sort of a rule of thumb yourself of uh, how old a child should be before you go down that path?
0: You know, one of the, I guess, uh, maybe it's a disturbing trend, is too often kids who are really pre-adolescent, adolescent, may be quickly given a medication. And you know what? There could be a normal life transition, hormonal issues, and um, we know that kids who are sleep-deprived, okay, uh, may exhibit a lot of symptoms of anxiety and depression. Right. So um, I want to make sure that we're covering all those bases. I think kids, generally speaking, and this is just my opinion here, uh, too often we're we're too quick to medicate or um, just say, well, yeah this will help you let's do this and and the kids 13 or uh and they're on a let's say they're on a medicine for hyperactivity and now they're on a medicine for anxiety and and I think we start to lay some layers on that that may not be the most helpful so I'm cautious with the younger more cautious um and I also want to be sure that we are ruling out all other um, other issues as well. What's what's really going on here?
1: So what we learned with uh, our son being on medication, which in the end was a lifesaver for him, yes, um, was that it is not an exact science, and uh, the, you know every brain is going to respond a bit differently. So uh, the first medication we had him on. Um, I I remember distinctly getting up the next morning and I ran to his bedroom. I said, how you doing? And he had pinging going on in his brain all night long Hmm. and uh, just intense headache. And the psychiatrist, we called him and he said, well, you got to stand it a few weeks. So I pulled my son out of school and took him on a trip with me and it just didn't get better. So we pulled him off that. Then the psychiatrist recommended another one. That didn't work. And my son said, I'm done, not doing it again. But he knew he he just couldn't do it himself, so he tried a third one, and third times a charm. Yeah. and for him it was uh, it was really a lifesaver, but he had some uh, symptoms from that, you know, reactions, and part of that was shaking, and he was a, a musician, and it was hard for him to play his instrument. So after a year, he went off, and for about four or five months he did great, and then he started to spiral down. He went on it for again again for several months and went off, and then that was it. Uh, and I know every story is different, but talk a little bit about, as parents are considering, if they're, if they're being told to consider medications, some of the things that they want to know before they go down that path.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Well, I think some of the things we want to know is, um, is there any other maybe drug experimentation going on? Right. Um, Are they even using cannabis and uh, cannabis uh, edibles, uh, all the different ways? So what else could be influencing this, um, at times, uh, fragile, uh, developing brain? So uh, I think in our parental desperation and our love for our kids, we go, okay, I'll get him, get him the pill and he'll be, he'll be better. He'll be fine. Um, and that's times that that's true and that's really yep. appropriate, but there's other times where, uh, maybe the kid is already self-medicating and, and so we need to make sure we're really, this is where, well, uh, it could be counseling. It could be yep. a really, really good assessment about what's going on.
1: Yeah, and in our case, uh, and Mike would say this too, my son, that um, it was the combination of uh, a good talk therapist that he loved, uh, that medication, yes. and, and just his determination not to be on it. Now, my wife is on an anti-depression and has been for years, and it's sure. the lifesaver for her, and she yes. will always be. Right. And, uh, and And there's no stigma to that. We should talk about that in a moment. But also then Mike was surrounded by good people. And uh, you know those sort of things are really important, particularly if you're going to go on a medication. To have a good therapist who's monitoring you, a good psychiatrist who's monitoring you, and then to recognize that the first or second time around may or may not work.
0: Yes, and though we're getting better at that, and one of the things that we do here at the the center is, um, we'll even do some of the genetic yes. uh, testing. Uh, so that they can quickly narrow well, what would be the most helpful medication. Uh, so there's ways now to um, kind of help narrow that down uh, when, when when needed.
1: So talk a little bit then about the the stigma that we tend to a- attach to things like depression or anxiety, particularly if people are being medicated. And how do we sure. help parents uh, who may be afraid their kids are going to be stigmatized or they're going to feel as like failures? As parents, talk about uh, that stigmatization that we do here in our culture.
0: Yes, I think we oftentimes quickly judge and make a judgment that's not helpful, and and many times the judgments are not accurate. (laughs) So, um, And I think that it's probably less, but it is out there. And sometimes I've noticed that it just depends, too, um, what group you may be with. I I've had um, some folks tell me, you know, what our our religious beliefs are such that we won't ever take a medication. Yeah. Okay, and and that's to me as a as a counselor that's a little bit alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, sometimes belief systems really get in the way. And I just want to mention that. <laughs> so, yes, good. Thank um, you. So we can just get that out there. The uh, stigma that I most often see. Um, is usually not the peer groups of kids because kids um, uh, are in a little different place. um, But sometimes uh, parental, um, other parents are fearing what uh, others may be thinking. So I think more of it comes these days now from parents or what you think other parents may be thinking about you. (laughs) So um, I think, too, one of our rules that we follow is, well, only share information, particularly if it's about your your kids. I mean, if they've given permission and they're older, that's different. But only share information with those who can directly be of help. Um, I think there can be a parental gossip and, well, my kid's on this and this. And and, uh, parents can be. Uh, a lot of parental comparisons. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes it depends what school that you may be at. Or, sure. But uh, let's just be aware of that. Uh, kids, less so these days, I'm noticing.
1: Yeah, and I, I think about, um, you know, when our son was going through this, and, and my wife in particular, my issue is anxiety. Her issue is depression. Yeah. And she just felt like, you know, did I pass this on to him? Is this my fault? Oh, right. And it's such uh, a, a personal thing for a parent. And you know that's not true. You didn't raise them to be depressed. Right. But you can really feel like a failure when your kids go through
0: those things. You know, and I would say be careful about self-judgment. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's the kid who's really struggling for whatever reason and and the parent may be going what did i do wrong what did <laughs> yep. i do wrong yep. and or um or you just immediately think it's my fault mm-hmm. it's my fault and honestly that doesn't help solve the issue no. <laughs> so yeah we all can improve and change and it likely is not all your fault right. and um the biggest thing that we need to do is i see it as like a thousand piece puzzle um we're all a thousand piece puzzle and unless it's okay we're putting in different pieces to the puzzle as a parent if I need to make some changes great that's not the only piece to the puzzle um so we need to be just be committed to completing that puzzle
1: now Greg you've got some resources you've written some books on depression do you got a
0: couple titles that might be helpful for parents sure um real simple little book called um and uh, it's little meaning it actually is uh, five uh, uh, five keys to uh, depression Uh, there's also um, a brand new book that comes out um, next month and it it sincerely is my life's work on the topic of depression Mm. and uh, it's a book that comes with a workbook and it's healing depression forever Oh uh, or I'm sorry healing depression for life did I say forever yep. see yep. I believe forever yes <laughs> <laughs> healing depression for life uh-huh. um, and that's all about a whole person plan interesting
1: and are those available on Amazon
0: They sure are should be available everywhere
1: all right so so spell your last name and your first sure. name so people get it
0: yep well my uh, f- uh, first name is Greg and my last name is Jance, and it's j a n. Tz. Greg Jantz.
1: J-A-N-T-Z. Yes. And I'm guessing that these will be up on your website. They should
0: be uh, on there now.
1: All right. So if people go to wonderofparenting.com and hit the Place of Hope link, that will give you more information about uh, not only all those great books, but the other things that uh, the the center up there can do for you. And Greg, where are you located exactly?
0: Well, we're we're really what would be considered um, north of Seattle. Okay, we're in a community called Edmonds. Edmonds. Uh, it's a waterfront community. So, uh, as we're doing this program, I lift my head up. I look out over the windows. I see the uh, majestic. Uh, well, I'm sorry. There's clouds today. The <laughs> Olympic Mountains <laughs> and uh, the water of the Puget Sound. So mm. we're near the beach and near the waterfront, and a very beautiful place. Yeah,
1: sure sounds like it. Well, if you're gonna be sick and get well, go there. That's right. right. Okay. Uh Greg, what I'm gonna give you the final word. What would you like to say to parents about this
0: topic? Um that there is hope. Mm. That there really is um stay with it. If if it's your kid, we keep in there, we don't give up, we keep loving them. And I would say see it as a puzzle. And just keep putting together the pieces. It might take a little time, but there's hope. Excellent.
1: Greg, thanks so much for being with us. And thank you so much for your sponsorship of our podcast. I know our listeners really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to do this again sometime with you. Thank you so much.
0: You are welcome.
1: And parents, thanks for listening. We'll be with you next week again for another episode of the Wonder of Parenting podcast. And we'll have Michael back with us. Thanks for listening. Bye.